this month's theme is curiosity as a superpower. And you can pick up a little pamphlet on your way out there. We'll give you room to make notes if you like to do that. And we'll tell you what the talk titles are for the upcoming weeks so you can know what's going to be happening here on Sundays. Now, curiosity as a superpower is all about, well, that song, letting go with curiosity and let the water carry you in the direction of what wants to happen in life. It's about approaching life with interest and wonder and being open to new experiences, easier said than done, right? I mean, I feel like I have been on a lifelong journey of being open to new experiences and growing in awareness, and there's just no end to it. Sorry, am I getting excited? <laughs> you know, just when I think I've got it all figured out, then I wake up in the morning, you know, and it's a new day, and with a new day, there's something new and something different, new possibilities and new challenges and new joys and new, new something, new depth, new awareness, and I have tried to avoid it. You know, resist change, um, avoid the unknown, run away from challenges. They don't, that, that technique doesn't seem to work really well. It seems to me it's better for me to lean into life by letting go of the familiar, but to lean into life willingly with curiosity about what wants to happen, what wants to happen here. To lean into life and to accept the reality of what life is, which to me, currently, today, is I have not finished becoming who I am, and neither have you. Now, curiosity and imagination go together hand in hand. So I can, and you can, I can use my imagination to dream up a greater yet to be that I don't yet experience in my life, and then I use my curiosity to follow up, to be curious about what that dreaming opens up for me so I can pay attention to life. Because, you know, when we're dreaming of the greater yet to be, there's that thing about, am I going too far? I was speaking to a friend of mine about using his imagination to dream up great, wonderful things for his life. And he said, well, actually, it doesn't really work too well for me. Because when I use my imagination to think of how I would like my life to be, I usually think of something exactly the opposite of what I have in my life right now. <laughs> and then I just shut down, he said, and I think the whole thing is a waste of time, and I feel like I'm fooling myself trying to be positive, and it seems too far out of reach. I went, well, okay, but I understand. I understand that, because the same thing can happen to me. Even when I, well, when I read this beautiful vision that we have at Centers for Spiritual Living of a world that works for everyone? Where everyone has got food and shelter? Where equity and inclusion and diversity are honored and welcomed and revered? Where nature and resources are respected? Where people of different ideas can talk together respectfully? And some voice in my head says, mm-hmm. Have you met people? 
That's a bit of a stretch. And I can't get into that right now. And when that happens, like my friend, something in me shuts down. And I stop being curious. And when I'm not curious, I stop looking for signs of progress. I stop looking for opportunities. I stop noticing change and growth. I stop noticing the evolution of things. I stop noticing what wants to happen. So I've had to learn to take smaller steps when I'm using curiosity in my imagination. And I use my curiosity as a gentle stepping stone in the direction of where I want to go. And I, I, I use the phrase, I wonder what. And I use that a lot more now. It's like a warm-up at the gym. You know, you don't just get into the most difficult exercise right away. It's like in yoga. You don't do the most intense stretch right away. You've got to warm up to it. So I do, for example. Well, let's take a, a hypothetical situation of a person who maybe is having severe health challenges. It could feel ridiculous for that person to say the affirmation, I'm whole, perfect, and complete right now. Some part of them might get really frustrated and think, this is ridiculous. It may be more effective for such a person to stretch first before the big jump. It could be more effective for such a person to ask themselves with curiosity, I wonder what, I wonder what helpful, kind-hearted, encouraging thought I could have about my health right now. I wonder what I could say to myself in my heart space that would feel reasonable and also stretch me in the direction of peace and wholeness and wellness. See, I do that. And then I would get curious about the possibilities and play with it. I would ask myself, for example, I wonder what it would feel like for me to take some time to remember and acknowledge the help that is around me right now. I wonder what it would feel like for me to begin saying to myself more frequently, spirit within me is alive and alert and active. See, I can lean into it a little bit by saying to myself th such things as, I'm surrounded by and infused with the power of life. And I like this practice because it feels, well, like gently stretching. And then my brain doesn't reject it. So I ask myself often in different situations, I wonder if I could find something today that would make me feel good inside, that could cause me to smile. I wonder what it would be like today to make space for me to accept the importance and relevance of my feelings and not rush through them. I wonder what it might be like today to just take a moment to do absolutely nothing. I wonder what it might be like this week to find a space in my calendar to go to a quiet spot and experience nature. I wonder what it would be like for me this week to help somebody else succeed. I wonder whose company would make me feel good about being alive. I wonder which of my relationships um, and connections I could 
give more attention to and strengthen. And this gentle approach, this curious approach, it really works for me. And at the same time, I don't want to downplay the importance of that big stretch and the big exercise. After the warm-up, I also want to stretch my imagination beyond what is easy. Stretch it beyond what is true right now. I do want to practice imagining something larger for my life, something more significant, more exciting, more deep, more meaningful for my life, for my world, for you, for my loved ones, for my community, for the planet. You know, I want to try on a larger idea of who I am. Why? Because I'm not done becoming who I am, and neither are you. My voice got really high there. You know, I remember watching one of the Walt Disney movies, um, Cinderella. Perhaps you've seen it. And I remember uh, when she sees herself in the mirror for that first time in that magnificent gown. You remember that? Oh, my God. And she seems to realize something as if for the first time that she may be more than what she thought she was. That she may be more than what she's accepted as her lot in life. That she may be more than what has been put on her. Ah, oh, I loved that moment. When the vision reflected back to her changes her. It expands her mind to include also what she might be that she isn't currently experiencing. And, she, well, as far as I'm concerned, watching it, she's never the same again. Her posture changes. Her adventurousness changes. She becomes, in some part, what that new image is. And I want that for me. I want that for you. I want that for our world. That we imagine a way of being that we're not currently in, but some part of us knows is possible. I, a long time ago, was part of a, a center where we had weekend workshops, and there were several workshops taking place in this facility at the same time. So all the classes had to coordinate their breaks to take place at the same time so all the students could mingle. And in the class that I was in, the teacher was encouraging us to try on a larger identity. What would it be like for you to be brave? That sort of thing. And the teacher said to us, look, when it's break, you're going to go out and intermingle with all these other students. I want you to go out there and kind of act as if you are this quality that you're working on. Well, one of the students took it a step further because she always wanted to be a movie director. So she introduced herself to people saying, hello, I'm Sarah, I'm a movie director. Although she wasn't, <laughs> you know. And then she came back from the class, uh, from the break, and reported what had happened to her and what had happened in her. And she said she noticed that when she said that, people adjusted their opinion of her. They looked at her differently, because this was in Hollywood. They saw possibility. They saw connections. <laughs> And she said she also noticed how she changed. Her posture changed. 
And she played with the idea of stepping into this new identity. And she liked it so well that later she enrolled in school, film school, and she went for it. Now, I don't know what became of her after that class, but I have always remembered watching that change in her before the break and after the break in the class. Now, I don't recommend, and I wouldn't go around telling people that I'm something that I'm not. But I did practice telling myself who I want to be in this world that I'm becoming, that I want to grow into. And I did practice from that time showing up in the world in the way I wanted to be experienced, even though I wasn't there yet. (laughs) Because I wasn't done becoming who I am. And neither are you. So I would get curious about it. How would it be, I would ask myself, if I were generous? How would it be if I were filled with loving kindness? How would it be if I was more forgiving? How would it be if I was kind-hearted? And as I was curious about these qualities and what it would mean to me, slowly it became more and more normal for me to think of myself that way. And slowly more and more I became more generous, more loving, more kind-hearted. I've got a lot of room to grow because I'm not done becoming who I am. And neither are you. That has been a game changer for me. You know, this practice of announcing to the world my evolving intention by silently running in my mind phrases such as, I'm strong today, or I am confident today, or I am whatever it is today. And it's a way better practice than what I did up until that point. But before that, I spent a whole lot of time asking for permission. Am I an artist? Do you think I would be any good? Am I loving? Am I lovable? Do I look all right? Do I fit in? Should I ask for a raise? always looking for confirmation or agreement. So I had to discover a better approach for me, and that is to imagine what it is I wanted to become and then to be curious about what that might look like. Oh, what a game changer. So note to future self. Stop asking for permission to express your greatest potential. Get in touch with what is good and true and enduring in you and then trust it to lead you to what is good and true and enduring in the world because you're not done being who you are. You're not done becoming who you are. There is so much more the world is waiting for from you and from me. And sometimes it feels like I'm pretending my way into being. It's okay when used wisely. Like the philosopher William James who said it so well. So, he said, to feel brave, act as if we were brave. 
use our will to that end, and a courage fit will very re likely replace the fit of fear. Isn't that fun? Here's the caution. While that practice is very helpful to build confidence, it must be paired with action. Because I can walk around and say as much as I like, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. And if that doesn't lead me to get the skill and education I need, then that is not helpful. It's delusional. What's that? Inspiration without application does not lead to transformation. Similarly, pretending that everything is fine when it's not. Now, well, maybe that can help me get through a tough spot, a tough day. But when it causes me to step back from dealing with my feelings or delaying my, or dealing with my grief or my trauma, whatever it is, when I don't face it, when I don't get the help, then feelings and problems, well, they, they start to seem actually larger than they were before I started pretending everything's okay. So I want to make sure I use my imagination and my curiosity in a creative, wholesome, honest, helpful way for the betterment of my self-expression so that I contribute something healthy and wholesome and helpful to the world. <sighs> imagination is so fascinating, isn't it? Sometimes my imagination is triggered by events, by the news, by a change I don't want, by social media, by worry. And then when it's triggered like that, then my imagination starts to obsess on worst-case scenarios, um, fear, projections, and all kinds of other things. Now, sometimes my imagination is sparked by curiosity, by beauty, by inspiration, by art, by love, by nature, by music, etc. And there is a world of difference between being triggered and being sparked. When my imagination is triggered, it it just runs with the crowd, you know, like a flock of birds that are frightened suddenly by a loud noise, and they all just go, rushing in the same direction, away from danger. When my imagination is sparked with curiosity, it's a different tone. It's filled with this awe and wonder, possibility thinking, Hope, ideas, acceptance, humor. So I want more spark and less trigger. To get there, I know there are some things I can do. I'm not running away from life, but I know I can bring balance. I can put myself intentionally in situations with people who spark my imagination. 
And to spark my imagination, I know I may have to break out of some old bad habits that are keeping me in my place. I must try on new ideas and different ways of being. I must. I must, I must, I must make room for the things that expand me. I must. I must make room for art, for poetry, for music, for dancing, for nature, for community. I must volunteer. I must connect. I must learn and I must grow. Because I'm not done becoming who I am and neither are you. I could be a little more intentional about sparking my imagination, you know, by managing what I dwell on. Again, I'm not trying to avoid the news or avoid the world. I'm trying to bring some balance into it. So sometimes what I do is I sit on my back deck on a bench and I practice the what-if questions. It's fun. You can make up your own. I just sit there and I... What if I could hear nature speaking to me? What would she say? What if everything I needed really was inside of me? What would that mean? What if I did more of what I absolutely wanted to do without giving up my responsibilities, what, what would that look like? What if I was really confident that what I imagined planted seeds that became my reality, what would I dwell on? What if right now with whatever's going on in my life and in my body, I felt whole? What would my demeanor be like? Oh, here's a good one. I love this one. What if for a moment every day I was completely free of resentment? What would that feel like? <laughs> you know, Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist Way, she also wrote a book called Walking in This World. And she has a similar exercise in it, and I remember it very well. It's on page 46. She recommends you get a pen and paper and a notebook and you just write the answers to these questions as quickly as you can without much thinking about it. So I wrote them down here. If I let myself admit it, I think I have a secret gift for. If I weren't so afraid, I would let myself. The best person to cheer me on in my secret gift is, oh, and I love this next one, the person I should carefully not tell my dream to is, wow, wow, the tiniest realistic step in my dream direction is, the biggest step is, and so on. I love that. I mean, you see, using curiosity and imagination can also be uncomfortable. 
because the growth that it calls forth is, well, it's meshed to change. And, and sometimes when we start to grow and change, our loved ones, well, they may be in the habit of experiencing you as you've always been and wanting that. They want you to be the you that they've been holding on to sometimes. Maybe even they want you to be the you that they can manage, that they can predict. Whew. So when you, see I've stopped talking about I right now. <laughs> so when you start to enlarge your life, it can be frightening can create a sense of loss in the people around you, maybe even you. See, one of the tender parts of transformation is that in some cases, we might wish to keep our old friends, but not our old identity. And our old identity may have a strong place in our old friends. We might even discover that some of the old in life, whether it's friends or habits or whatever it is, needs to put, be put temporarily on hold hmm, while we become comfortable enough with the new identity and the change, especially if people around you are stuck on who you were. See, the opposite of curious is thinking the same old rotten thing. One of my colleagues said something to me 30 years ago. I wrote it down word for word. This is fabulous. My concern is that our lives will be like soap operas. We can go for months and not tune into them. Then six months later, we look in and the same stuff is still going on. Terrifying. Note to future self. I cannot go where I want to go by remaining on the current treadmill of thoughts that I have. I cannot draw into my life new experiences by holding on to reasons for not showing up in the way that grows me. I cannot bring peace into our world by holding on to harsh words, insecurity, and resentment. I surely cannot expect the best by holding on to the worst expectations. Now imagine if you wrote a note to your future self. What would you say? You and I have a natural born gift to think, to imagine, to feel, and to be curious. So let's practice using it right now. I invite you to breathe in, and as you exhale, imagine asking the wisdom center inside of you silently in your own mind with gentle curiosity, with playful adventurousness, and without forcing an answer of any kind. 
because in some cases an answer may come later. It's more about asking the question than it is arriving at a solution. What if everything I need is within me at the center of my being? What would change in the way I showed up? What if I could hear nature speaking to me? What would she be saying to me and how would that change how I show up in the world? What if I spent a little more time doing what I absolutely love to do without giving up my responsibilities and obligations? How would that show up in my life? What if I knew my imagination was like planting seeds in fertile soil that became my reality? What would I let myself dwell upon a little more? What if, with whatever is going on in my life or in my body, I had a sense of being whole? How would that change my demeanor? What if sometime this week I had a moment of being completely resentment-free? What would that feel like? And then trusting that the wisdom center within me and within you is the same center, the center of the universe where all answers, possibilities, and potential are. And whether questions or thoughts or feelings came or not, to trust that somewhere in the journey of becoming, your guidance is. And so it is. I think that not only is practice like this creative, maybe even comforting, if not sometimes disturbing. Some part of me thinks that I have an obligation to do it because the more agitated the world is, I believe the greater is the need for the work that stretches the individual into creative solutions and a love-centered life. Later on this month, I'm going to be teaching a class based on the serenity prayer, and it's so well known for the 12-step tradition. We're going to look at the words of the prayer one word at a time. Al along the tradition of passage meditation, so we're going to break it into four phrases and contemplate each one because it 
evokes imagination and possibility and the wisdom to know the difference between what can be controlled and what cannot be. So I invite you to consider that if something you've heard today stimulates you into realizing you have not yet stopped becoming who you are.